Hello there, Michael Midas here, and welcome to the Mysterious Bluffs. I have a niece named Jenna. She's a fine young lady, early 20s, 5'9", long blonde hair, and really thin. But we'll get to that later. She lives with her folks in their suburban home. She goes to community college and waitresses part-time at a fish and chips restaurant. We don't speak much except for family events. She watches pro baseball with friends, so she'll mention how the latest game went. Or we reminisce about family vacations at her folks' cottage, nature walks, singing songs by the campfire, squirrel hunting. Well, that was an accident. It's why you shouldn't drink and play lawn darts. But Jenna is a fine young lady. She's not some over-opinionated brat on the yellow brick road to identity utopia. Thanksgiving dinner, you hear about white supremacy. Christmas dinner, it's white fragility. And why doesn't Santa wear lipstick? Getting back to Jenna, the one thing she really likes to chat about are jeans. She owns at least 10 pairs of them. Baggy, tight, dark and light. Country simple, city sophisticated. Jenna knows her denim. When she buys jeans, she has to see a winner in the change room mirror. And then she gets a second opinion from a close friend. You see, Jenna shops with her BFF, Deborah. Here's the thing though. Jenna and Deborah have known each other since grade school. They were good students and well-mannered too, except in their group of girlfriends. Things were heated at times. Let's say the young ladies physically competed over exams, clothes, or boyfriends. And it didn't stop after they graduated. In fact, a year back, I went to a birthday party for Jenna's dad, my brother-in-law, and you wouldn't believe it. Jenna had a black eye. Like everyone, I tried to ignore it. But we all knew some kind of trouble had happened. And nobody could think of the right thing to say in case they'd embarrassed the young lady. If I went to a birthday party and saw a guy with a black eye, it would be a conversation opener. Hey, partner. Rough time at the rodeo? See your niece in that condition? And what do you say? Honey... You're dating the wrong kickboxer. In the end, I didn't have to say anything. Jenna, after a couple cervezas, grew comfortable and chatty. When we spoke, she brought up a fishing contest she won when she was just 10 years old. She sounded like a natural until she mentioned all the competition was around her age. So go figure. Then, out of the blue, she asks, Do you like my shiner? Of course, I said... I never noticed. Here's her story about the bruise. She was jean shopping with Deborah at the local mall. By the way, they're both very close in height and weight. To me, they look identical. Same hairstyle? Well, not quite identical. Jenna was born in Belgium, and Deborah was born in Haiti. Her parents are from Ukraine. 
but she was born while her father was a volunteer doctor in Port-au-Prince. So Jenna looks a little Flemish, and Deborah's more Eastern European. That's it. They're both super thin. Jenna runs a lot, and Deborah has an eating disorder, obesophobia, or fear of gaining weight. At times, she almost starves herself. Back to the story. Jen and Deborah are at a mall in a jean store. After browsing through several racks of jeans, they come across a funky pair of duds by Fernando Valducci. Deborah pulls out a pair, and they both inspect them. The jeans have flair, shape, comfort, and of course, you can't miss the Valducci signature embroidered on the back pockets. For the ladies, the jeans are highly desirable. Jenna files through the rack to find the right size and success. Except for one little thing. Only one pair is left, and the ladies are both the same size. Deborah grabs the jeans by the waist and tries to pull them away from Jenna. But she holds on tight, and they indulge in a tug of war. Now this is where the story gets strange. The ladies are approached by a little person. Or, I mean the M-word, midget. These days, the M-word is unacceptable. The thing is, the first time I heard little person, I didn't know what it meant. What exactly is little? To a seven-foot-tall basketball player, it's a lot more than me. If someone mentions midget, you know you can pat him on the head. So the little person is dressed in a white suit, black tie, and wearing a wig made of shiny black hair. The mop really stands out. It's as though the wig is the only thing he wants you to notice about him. Jenna and Deborah stop the tug of war, then stare at the little man, thrilled they almost don't believe he exists. Unfazed, he says to the ladies, don't fight over the last pair in your size. One of you buy a larger pair and gain a few pounds. Jen and Deborah smirk cynically. The little person smiles back. I own this jean store, he says. In fact, I own 12 jean stores. I can say from experience, you are no longer here to buy jeans. You would rather argue about a pair that won't make you happy. But the jeans are the best we've ever seen. Why won't they bring happiness? Jenna asks. The little man raised a finger. The one of you that gets them will know her friend lost out over a tug-of-war when the jeans rightfully belong to the fine young lady who looks best in them. Neither of you will feel like your relationship is balanced for the right reason. Why don't you both try on the jeans and I'll choose who they suit better? My fitting experience will get us to the truth and the truth is better than two fine young ladies losing their friendship. Jenna's face turned a little tart. What if Deborah's waistline is a bit larger than mine, so the pants are baggier on me, and you don't like them that way while someone else would? But only you get to choose. It's not fair. Deborah sneered at Jenna. My waistline is smaller than yours. The little man scratched his chin. Let's not worry about petty things. My choice will be 110% neutral especially if I sniff your hair. Why? They both ask. I have a weakness for fine young ladies with nice smelling hair, the little man said. 
I'd like to make sure the two of you have hair that smells equally as nice. Jenna looked a little offended, but considered the opportunity of a lifetime she'd miss for saying no. The little man owned 12 jean stores, and if he really liked the way she wore the Fernando Valducci's, he might invite her to model for his business. You can sniff my hair, just don't touch it, she said. So, in a well-lit jean store full of attentive shoppers, the little man stepped towards Jenna, stood on his tippy toes, and raised his nose to her long blonde hair. That's a mighty fine scent. Let me sniff again, and I'll name your shampoo. Jenna shook her head. Once is enough, thank you. Right then, Deborah's face turned morbid. You're not going to sniff my hair, you little creep. Jenna, keep the Fernando Valducci's. I'm shopping somewhere else. Jenna stared into the little man's eyes. I wouldn't have let you sniff if Deborah had said something sooner. The little man raised his hands, as though he was slowing down traffic. You guys would be in a better mood if you were comfortable. And nothing comforts more than a new pair of jeans that fit great. Now the Fernando Valducci's are one of our best brands. And I wish we had the right size for the both of you. So we all can live happily ever after. But there's a way we can get the same, if not better, result. We can step up from the Valducci's to a brand that fits great, looks great. And what makes them extra special is that we only carry one size of them. Because they fit everyone. Tell you what, they're yours for free. Jenna and Deborah smiled feverishly. Free jeans! The little man bowed like a humble servant. I'd be honored to get them for you. He hustled a few aisles over, then shortly returned with two pairs of light-colored denims. They're called the quality jeans, he said. Try them on. Jenna and Deborah each grabbed a pair from him and ran off to the fitting rooms. The little man followed them and patiently stood by their doors. When the ladies appeared in the stretch pants, Jenna was smiling, but Deborah looked confused. Why stretch pants, she said. The waist looks like my grandpa's accordion. Jenna clenched a fist and love punched Deborah's shoulder. They're comfortable and free, she said. The little man smiled and they're magical too. They fit all of us. Deborah couldn't help but sneer. I'll bet my dog can fit in them. I'm shopping somewhere else. She jumped into the change room, eager to remove the pants. Jenna smiled humbly at the little man. I really like these pants because nobody fits in them better than anyone else. That's a great attitude, the little man said. Chalk up a win for progress. Behind him, a few sparks materialized in midair. They grew in numbers. Then a large puff of smoke appeared. The little man jumped into the smoke and disappeared. Jenna grinned with satisfaction. The shopping trip was a success. She won a prize, but not just the stretch pants. This valuable lesson, too. Jeans that fit everyone are a glimmer of hope in a spooky world where heavily armed rednecks are scheduled for extermination. Come on, that's not a lesson. The real lesson is, if one size fits all, we won't need to choose for ourselves. 
Now that's convenience. Ready for home, Janet changed into her old jeans, then moseyed to the front of the store to exit. She stepped into the mall promenade, and an alarm went off. From out of nowhere, a sturdy female in a security uniform rushes to Jenna. She's waving a long flashlight in her right hand. You have to pay for those jeans, she says. Jenna frowned. I do not. The store owner said they're free. The security guard twirled her flashlight. That's a good one. Better than the other shoplifters. I'm serious, Jenna said. Go ask him. He's the little man at the back of the store. Little man, the security guard asks. How little is little? I'm not using the M word, Jenna says. The security guard's face lit up like a stop sign on fire. You're lying. The jean store is owned by a corporation, not someone who goes by the M word, whatever that is. Hand over the stolen jeans, and if they cost over a hundred bucks, I'm calling the cops. Jenna shook her head like a goat chewing on a car tire. No way, they're mine. The security guard ripped the jeans from Jenna's arm and looked at the price tag. 250 bucks for stretch pants? Jenna smacked the guard in the face. They'd be worth every penny if they weren't mine for free. The guard hooked Jenna in the eye with her flashlight. Jenna saw stars like never before. She fell backwards and landed on her butt. Now, the jean shopper may have been dizzy, but she managed to say one thing. That's assault with a deadly weapon. It's worth a fortune in court. From the checkout counter at the jean store, a tall blonde woman rushed to the scene. I'm the manager, and I saw what happened, she said. You tripped, and your face landed on an eight ball. Take your jeans and get out of here before you trip again. Jenna thought about the situation. Is a black eye worth a pair of stretch pants or a zillion dollars in court? The injured young woman looked around for witnesses and spotted an old lady holding a poodle. But she hustled away. There was a male teenager sitting on a bench holding a skateboard, but he shrugged his shoulders. Then Deborah marched out of the jean store holding a shopping bag. Jenna frowned. I thought you were shopping somewhere else. Deborah smiled proudly. Since you chose the stretch pants, I bought the Fernando Valducci's. And what's wrong with your eye? Did you fall on an eight ball? No, Jenna snapped. Yes, you did, the manager said. I saw what happened. At this point in Jenna's story, I stopped her. A magical little person that loves stretch pants? A butch security guard that twirls a big flashlight? Come on! You know what most likely happened? Jenna told this far-out story to protect Deborah, who punched her during a fight over the Fernando Valducci's. It wouldn't be the first time they duked it out. The two fine young ladies made up after the fight, and Jenna didn't want to strain the relationship by telling everyone the truth about what really happened. The thing is, I don't like to be lied to, even if Jenna and Deborah won't get along as easily. The strain will help them figure out 
it's not okay to get physical over a pair of jeans. I said to her, you gotta show me the stretch pants. Jenna goes, I'm wearing them right now. She lifts up her sweater and shows me the stretch waist. I gotta admit, the jeans were impressive. I said, they look great and they're one size fits all. So let your uncle try them on. She said, no problem. I'll be back in a second. She went and changed, then brought the pants back. I hustled to the loo, tried them on, and they fit perfectly. I wouldn't want a black eye over them, but they were worth a fashion show. I went back to the party and said, Hey, everyone, quiet down and check out the jeans I'm wearing. They're Jenna's, but they look great on me, too. Right then, Uncle Willie, Cousin Betty, and Nephew Joey all came over and asked to try them on. Jenna and I both felt great. We felt like two pigeons sharing a breadcrumb. I said, Jenna, it's your dad's birthday party, but these stretch pants make you the star. She blushed with modesty, and that was that. Thanks for listening to the Mysterious Blobs. 